Welcome to Two Humans Talking, the podcast that discusses the challenges of staying healthy, present, and fulfilled in this modern, fast-paced world. I'm Tiffany Sims, your Disney-loving nutritionist and high-performance coach. I love talking about food, exercise, and getting the most out of life. And I'm Chelsea Scroggins, your yoga teacher and your motivational life coach. And I enjoy talking, period, but especially about things that enhance the life. And today we have Tyann, our wonderful guest, and we are so excited to have her here. And Tiffany, I'm going to turn it back to you real quick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So Tyann has been in my life for a very long time, but only recently have like we actually connected. So Tyann is a mom. Her daughter is my best friend. Um, and so We've been friends for like a decade now. And so I see her at parties, at birthday celebrations, things like that. But we never really got to know each other until we started working together in the Simply Healthy program. And as we were getting to know each other, she was sharing with me um, that, you know, she's looking to right now she's a massage therapist and she was looking to break out into the coaching world and that she really felt called to help women who are entering relationships with men who are widowers because she's married to a man who was a widower when they met. And as we were sitting there, I'm like, Tyann, like that's real life. Like that's real. I'm sure there's like a whole story about like how you cared for yourself, navigating that mentally, emotionally, being able to take care of yourself during that time. And I'm sure there's things you did then in that like navigation as well as when you look back, you're like, mm, I really wish that I had done X, Y, Z, or I wish someone was there to hold my hand through some of these things so that I could just talk about it. Because um, without putting words in your mouth, I'm sure there comes a lot of shame and guilt sometimes in those feelings and insecurities maybe. Um, and then just how do you manage your health in those times? And so I wanted to have her on the show today and just talk about that because I think that that's very relatable, real life. Um, so do you wanna share a little bit about your story and then we'll just have like three girlfriends sitting at the coffee shop talking and getting to know each other about it. Fantastic. Sure. Thank you. Um, so um, as you said, I've been a massage therapist. It's been about 29 years. So crazy, um, crazy at the same time. Yeah. That's amazing. My um, my body is getting tired of it. I and I, I had heard a long time ago that every massage therapist has a specific number of massages to give. Wow. When I heard that, I thought it was a bunch of BS. Like, no, I can keep working. I'll work forever, you know. And what I've realized in the last few years is that each one I'm doing is one less that I can do in the wow. future. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've been looking into life coaching for decades, well, not decades, for a decade, going back um, uh, quite a while, thinking that was something I'd like to do, but the trainings that I was seeing, they just weren't appealing. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a back burner item. Um, But um, back in 2008, I met um, and started dating. Um, I had been a single mom for about 13 years and um, found a great guy. But unfortunately, um, I didn't realize how deeply he was still stuck in his grief. Mm. 
And so I fell in love with him and he wasn't entirely available to me. Wow. So there were a lot of, um, a lot of struggles that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And, um, we dated for a little over a year before he asked me to move in with him. Mm -hmm. Um, his daughter had also come home. She was an adult with a child and I was going through a bad breakup in her relationship. And she asked me to move in. So between the two of them, I, I felt, um, kind of like they needed a buffer because they were both grieving. And and so I moved in a little sooner than maybe I should have. Yeah. So if I could, if I could give, you know, myself some advice all those years ago, it would be, you know, slow down and really focus on what I needed rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, what this man I loved and his Mm -hmm. child needed. Um, How did... Go ahead. Trying to, when you said like, first, my first question was like, you had mentioned like, there's a lot of struggles that go with that. And I was like, oh, I want to go in there. Like, what, what does that look like? And like, how did you navigate it? And then you were just sharing that, you know, the guy you had fallen in love with and his child needed someone to like buffer some of that pain that they were processing. Like, that was powerful. That, that. I mean, that, that felt heavy, even when you said it, um, hold on real quick. I'm going to mute myself because the plane's flying. Okay. Actually, can you guys hear it? Yeah. And it sounds okay to us. Okay. Then I'll keep talking. It's so loud. Um, and so like when you were sharing, like they needed that buffer, my heart hurt for a second because Mm -hmm. from the outside, you're like, oh, that's a heavy burden almost like that's a very big responsibility. And so like, what was that like? Um, It was harder than I expected. It really was. Um, I, I thought, and, and, you know, I mean, we all think and assume, and I thought that more healing had happened than actually had. Wow. And so when I found myself in that situation where, um, they couldn't take her portraits down. So I was walk through the house that I'm tending my home to see her portraits. Some of them um, actually were her portraits from the funeral home. Oh, wow. They don't Uh, need to see that all the time. It was daily for for a while, for a couple of years. Wow, long while. Yeah, so it was heavy. How did, you how, how did you handle like how did you cope with that like did you turn to alcohol or food or did you were you like I gotta go for a walk like how the do you handle that? Like that? Just walk like this well all of the above I mean um so my partner was um he was like I said still stuck in his grief so he mm-hmm. had turned to alcohol wow. and so it became like I don't want to be the only sober adult in the house. I don't want to be the sober person. And so we would then drink together because who wants to be that? that, Join them if you can't, if you can't win them. Or what is the saying? If you can't 
can't beat them. I don't know, take them, join them, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But also, like if you're trying to make a connection with someone, that's a logical bonding moment. If this yeah. is what the person I love is doing, like let's bond over it. Mm -hmm. And that was probably his way of escaping that yeah. grief and then his happy place, right? Or what he thought was his happy place. So you were like, let's get to the happy place together. I feel that a hundred percent. So, um, so I did gain weight in, um, in that relationship. I did, um, uh, I cooked for, um, at some point there were eight of us living in a house. And I was cooking for a large family. Sometimes, um, sometimes all eight would eat. Sometimes just the two of us would eat. So there was a lot of food in the house. So that that became a, a habit as well. And um, sometimes to escape the the stress, I would get up early and go for a power walk. So I was walking and I was eating and I was drinking and I was steadily um gaining weight I can see you now down the street <laughs> like, yeah. no but that was a good escape though let's be honest and all the other I'm proud of you for at least doing that because some people don't even do that they sit in their thoughts you know at least you were still with your thoughts but walking down the road and allowing yourself to escape in some way wow right. Right. And yeah. I turned I turned a lot of my attention and focus to my work. Mm -hmm. you know, as as a healer, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. I needed to stay grounded and present when I was at work. And for me, that was my my time to really be me and to really be grounded and connected with spirit. Yeah, your safe um, place to feel did people know yeah. you were struggling through that did people know yeah, like, yeah there were or was it like know. if i had come across you like everything was picture perfect and you guys had this beautiful relationship but behind closed doors you were like navigating these like seas of turmoil there were some people who knew um there was a small group you know that i talked with and shared with mm -hmm. but uh, from the outside yeah people thought we were really happy and healthy we were a couple people wanted to emulate um when it was he and i and still when it is he and i we connect and we're powerfully connected i love that um you know and i knew that he was the love of my life i mean there was no doubt about that in my mind but there was a, a phase there was a time of disconnect or very um sometimes hard to maintain the connection because there was so much other stuff yeah blocking it out or you know putting a wedge through that mm -hmm. so when you say you meet another woman who's asking for help like saying like oh my god i feel this i'm in this relationship with this guy i love them to pieces but like i feel like the ghost of his wife is still like all around us like what do you say to her like how do you help her navigate that well the first thing is that i think she needs to slow down <laughs> because if that third party is still such a presence mm -hmm. and influences so much of his daily interaction 
then is he really with you? Mm. And, um, mm. you know, I encouraged my partner to, my now husband, I encouraged him to um, explore counseling or grief counseling in particular. And he was adamant, he's just not that guy. Right. In denial. Yeah. Um, not ready to deal with it. Running. Yeah. Did so you I would, seek counseling? Because I'm sure that was. Did I? Yeah. Yes, I did. That's oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> and that's huge. Yeah. Not everyone can say like, hey, like this might be a him problem, but like I have, a, like I need to learn how to navigate this on yes. my own. And that's so helpful. Like that's amazing. Cause not everyone would see that as a, like, let me, let me take care of my house while I navigate this side by side with him. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did. I, um, I did have a great counselor um, and she had worked for hospice for a while. So she was a trained grief counselor. So when I went to her, I was like, you know, my, my partner is, um, you know, we were dating, but he's still spending the night at the cemetery with his partner. Wow. And she said, you know, some people do that. It's like, really? My <laughs> God, like, oh, this is a thing. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So having her feedback that um, I wasn't crazy right he's he not crazy. crazy he's just grieving in his way right you know um love runs deep you know and i just you never know how it's gonna be when mm -hmm. your loved one passes whether that be your spouse your child your animal you know love runs so deep it's so powerful so i didn't know that people would do that but that makes sense total yeah. sense wow that's, I just, any other insights she would give you about like, you know, other things that possibly could happen while he's grieving just so maybe other people out there who are going through it, they, there might be other things that they may do that's completely normal, you know? Right. right. So, um, one of the things that I think we all believe is that there's a loss. And it mm -hmm. can be a devastating loss and that we heal. Right. Healing is 100% not linear. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand about grief mm -hmm. is that it ebbs, it flows. Um, you know, uh, there would be times that he would open a cupboard that he hadn't opened in a while. And there was her favorite glass. There was, you know, um, something that had that powerful reminder and it would um, stir his pain all over. Mm -hmm. I have goosebumps, goosebumps hearing that because that is so true. Um, so I had lost my father not to take this in, but, and it does, it hits you in flows. Like I just literally yesterday was driving down the road and I was crying and I just, I guess I felt his presence. There must've been a car that I saw that like enhanced that feeling of, you know, him being gone. And I wished he could see me do the wonderful things that we're about to do, like go to LA and all that. And it just hit me of, oh, you're missing out on that and, you know, missing out on the kids and all that too. So 
it does. It hits you in the weirdest times too. It's like yes. <laughs> first thing in the morning, middle of the day, random things will just trigger it. That's real. And I was just thinking, you know, like people, when we started the podcast, there are probably some people listening here like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. And however, like it's, it's very similar when you enter any relationship, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's that dynamic of there are things from your past life that like trigger things very very sharply and like in in when you choose to exit a relationship or a relationship ends and that person's still living like there are things that you still find happiness in because it's a happy memory or and so then to have enter a relationship where someone lost their partner had like the relationship didn't end because something happened in the dynamic right they lost them like they exited the world like yeah want to carry a whole different kind of pain and navigation yeah. and did you find yourself um like struggling to speak up sometimes because you didn't want to oh absolutely absolutely like, there were there were strange things like um his deceased wife was several inches, like five or six inches taller than I am. And I had to move things in the kitchen to where I could reach them. Right. Holy cow. I mean, I don't know that stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a whole different layer of the toilet paper is on backwards. Right. Right. Wow. (laughs) Oh, I feel that a hundred percent because you know, it's probably a fear of missing again all over again for him. Like, well, what if I lose that too? And I, you know, it's that, that, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. You've been you through find, a lot, Tyann. You yourself create, like, so for me, I know that when I was in a relationship where like, I didn't want to, I had things to say, I knew I needed to articulate them, but I mm. was so overly careful of when, how, why, because I didn't want to rock the boat. For me, my way of coping with that was food. Was food, I'm going to work out. Like I'm going to go for a run. I'm just, you know what? Suddenly I'm really hungry. Like, (laughs) you know, and so like. So you were eating your words. I was, yes, because it, it, it gave me a feeling I was in control, even though it wasn't the type of, I always said like, why couldn't my control over food be like that I didn't eat it? <laughs> why was control me eating myself into misery? Um, but control nonetheless, like you can't control how your body responds to that stuff. But I found myself creating, unknowingly creating these like really weird workarounds to try to like soothe that tension in my body. Um, I'm sure you've had something like a lot of people do that because a lot of people feed their emotions with their food. Cause it's like that happiness. Like once you feel that food or even that fullness in your stomach, it helps you stop thinking for a moment, you know, cause you're just full, you're content. If you're, you know, they say your gut is your second brain, right? So if your brain's racing, you're constant, then you feel your gut, then boom, all of a sudden it's taken over and you're not racing with those thoughts and how you're going to articulate and when you're going to do it and all that, you know, yeah. just to stare at tidbits and you're saying that 
I, what I would do when I was walking around on eggshells, I start cleaning or like, I just organize, organize, like get everything. It's almost like OCD. So I just move, move, move. And it's like, the older I get, it's like, you can't just do that. You're going to move yourself into almost dying you know what I mean trying to get this all out so either you work your ass till you die or you eat yourself till you die so I feel both of that yeah <laughs> so Tan, like when did you notice that you were walking on eggshells and That's creating all of these other habits like did you know it in the moment or is that like one of those like hindsight is really really clear we're mm -hmm. real smart when we look back yeah like there, there was both. I mean, there were moments that it was like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And then um, I think I was dreaming a lot uh, wow. and, and working through some of the anxiety okay. in my dreams and waking up like, whoa, that was intense. Okay, why? Mm -hmm. And then kind of reevaluating how things had gone in the last day or two. Um, so it was a combination of in the moment and reflection. How did you take control of that? Was there like a moment when you were like, you know what, like we can't keep going like this? Like, was there a pivot moment? Yeah. Um, there were a couple. <laughs> there were a couple. Um, yeah, there was. There always a, are, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, a specific moment when. Um, uh, I, sh I had to tell my partner that, my husband, that um, his way of being angry was destructive. It was very destructive. Mm -hmm. And that it was, um, it was abusive, um, yeah. you know, as far, it, emotionally abusive. Yeah. And right. I couldn't live with that, um, that I deserved to be happy and safe and to feel protected by my partner not yeah. to feel um you know yeah exactly so you know that. i think when when i was really clear with okay this is it you know this is a this is a boundary mm -hmm. this is a hard boundary um i witnessed him change and which was amazing it was amazing so his love for you was deeper than his anger and his, you know, past. I love that. People can shift, but they don't realize how they're even affecting you if you don't open up or finally yes. like step up and put your foot down. Like, look, this is not, I can't do that. But a lot of the times we don't realize it in the moment. We're just going through the motions until you sit down and take that moment or take that brisk walk outside and realize hold up, something's not right. I don't feel this way. And then you got to find those words to articulate or you go to a therapist maybe together and then you have somebody be that buffer to help you articulate those words to your partner. Yeah, and if they love that. you, they do, they will show up, you know? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I, I challenge that a little, that statement a little bit because I think that someone can love you very deeply and still not be ready in their own journey to give you what you need, but you right. have to be willing. I think a lot of times, and I know my, I'm guilty of this, where you say all the things and you express what you need, but you're not prepared to respect your own boundary and walk away if the other person can't meet it. And so like that conversation really does have to come with the like, you knowing 
that it has nothing to do with you and honoring yourself and knowing that, you know what, if this person isn't able to step up to the plate, it doesn't mean I'm not worthy of love. It just means that this relationship is no longer working the way it is. And like something's got to change. And sometimes that's a decision you make, (laughs) you know, you don't wait, you don't give that to the other person. Right. Um, but I'm saying that to stick with it and continue to go down that route, if somebody they'll they'll really listen or they'll honor that if they're ready. I mean, you both have to be ready, obviously, but that's what I mean by it. It's like if they're really ready and they're at that. And usually when you're at that point, I feel like in a relationship, you're both really probably there. You know, you're just expressing it in a different way. You know what I mean? Like that's just, but I'm just saying, like, if they're really for you and they're willing to go on this journey, they will shift. It's just, you know what I mean? They will do the put in the work. And if they're not willing to put in the work, yes, honor yourself. It, you are worthy. You need to step away. And it's not that they're not worthy to love. And it's not that they're, you know what I mean? Worthy of love. And it's not, you're not worthy then. Yeah. But because if not, you're both just going to explode and it's just going to be toxic, 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 you know? So So, yeah. What do you recommend to someone who is at that point, like recognizing that their mind, body, and soul are not where they like them to be like, and they know something has to change, but they don't know how to navigate that or to get started because they're so in it like what do you say to that person okay so um what i say is that you have to be true to yourself mm. because if you're not being true to yourself if you aren't honoring your own feelings mm-hmm. then you're shutting down and if mm-hmm. you're shutting down why do you want to be in that relationship mm. so as a a woman talking to a woman whose partner is still actively grieving, who's not present with her, who who isn't 100% with her, how long are you going to to be able to live with that? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and what are you willing to compromise? Do Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I know that my partner, my husband still goes to the cemetery and visits his wife, his Mm -hmm. first, um, and he talks with her and, you know, and that's fine. You know, if my father's grave was nearby, I would go talk with Mm -hmm. my father, um, you know, but am I willing to live with daily conversation about how she did things differently than I do. She cooked differently. She did, I'm not willing to do that. And so we had very clear discussions about, you know, I know that when you say, oh, I've never lived with any woman who cooked her eggs like that. What you're saying is that your first wife didn't cook her eggs like that or didn't cook your eggs like that. And I don't wanna be compared anymore. So having, you know, just simple, simple, clear examples of this is a problem Mm -hmm. and I don't want to live within that pressure anymore. And, you know, he would acknowledge, okay, I understand. And if you're afraid to say that to your partner, if you're afraid to say, hey, what you're doing is hurting me, Mm -hmm. then 
is that the partner you need? Mm, that's facts. You know, life lesson, whether they're a widower or not, that is just real. That is like, you have to be comfortable to say and express yourself. And if you can't, then like you said, you're going to bottle up and shut down and it's not healthy for you or anybody around you. It's not a life to live. That's real. I love that. Tan, I appreciate you so much for coming on today and just opening up and having the conversation because, you know, you know, like my whole jam is helping people hear their relationship with food and exercise. Mm-hmm. I want people to stop surviving and thrive. And so often I find that people think that their health and their waistline and how they eat and move their body lives on this island. And then there's the rest of life. Right. And so like, I like being able to share real life stories of like that, that day in and day out stuff that you're mm-hmm. struggling with because like, that matters. They, they, Chelsea and I have been talking about this a lot. Like they meld together. They're in, they have to yep. be in harmony. Otherwise things are just off balance. And so right. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing. How can people get a hold of you if they resonate and want to just reach out for some and touch base some more? Um, so calvertmassage.com, C-A-L-V-E-R-T, calvertmassage.com. Um, I do have a page in there about my coaching program, um, and which I can do in person or, um, through zoom through, um, you know, virtual connection. Um, and that would be the easiest. Uh, I can give you my phone number if you want me to do that. No, I'll put, I'll put the, I'll put the link in the show notes right there on YouTube. Um, Thank you. So I will link that in the show notes. If you would like to connect further with Tyann and just kind of chat with her about what's been going on um, and just create that relationship, you can go to the show notes and find it. Thank and so, you. Um, with that, ladies, two humans talking. Have a great day. Thank Bye. you. Thank Bye-bye. you again, Tyann, for being here. Thank you. Appreciate the time.